This is a Federal News Network podcast. For years, the Indian Health Service, operated by the Health and Human Services Department, has struggled with health care quality and management issues. Now the HHS Inspector General is urging Indian Health Service management to get a grip on what it takes to fix things. For highlights, we turn to the Regional Inspector General, Ruth Ann Dorrell. Ms. Dorrell, good to have you on. Thank you, Tom. It looks like from the gist of your report is that there's plans in place. They know they have to improve the IHS, but somehow can't quite seem to get the ball moving. What did you give us the highlights of your findings? Yes. So the IHS has has, uh, made significant progress in developing a strategic plan and what they call a quality framework for improving care in hospitals over the last couple of years, announced through early 2019 in part in response to our prior years of very specific recommendations about how to improve hospital operations. And we feel encouraged by IHS's thoughtful and comprehensive plans. The Indian Health Service appears to be talking about the right things and moving in the right direction. But we've noticed in our studies of the Indian Health Service throughout the years that they have these underlying cultural and organizational barriers to success. And this report focuses on those with the idea in mind that if in implementing all of these promising new plans, they are attuned to the underlying longstanding issues underneath them, that their success will be um, greater. They'll be able to bring their full organizational strength to these improvements if they uh, fix these underpinnings in addition to the specific provisions of the plans. And you pointed out they spend about $2 billion a year on direct health care provision through the network of hospitals that they operate. And what are some of the problems that this managerial issue manifests themselves in terms of health care? It's a good question because you think when when you read our report, it sounds like just classic government management problems, um, lack of clarity about roles and responsibilities, for example. But it, it does have, as you suggest, repercussions for the quality of care in hospitals. In the absence of clear roles and responsibilities, then officials sometimes take action that's in conflict to each other. The actions get mired in bureaucratic process. There's no clear leadership or direction. And this can cause, at the ground level, in the hospital rooms, um, a, a lack of implementation of quality standards and a lack of accountability when things go wrong, that uh, it, it's hard to know where to turn to um, factor in you know, the, the contributing factors to problems and to hold people accountable for better service. And in one of the most lurid cases, which was widely reported in several of the press outlets, there was a, a, a doctor that had abused children repeatedly over years, and yet he still was around for a long time. That's the kind of thing where lack of accountability can really manifest itself in, in a harmful way. Yes. And we address that the Dr. Weber's case just uh, just a bit in this report, but we have coming work later in the year that will look more specifically at uh, the Indian Health Service policies and procedures to address and prevent patient abuse. But um, yes, it, it ties into to the culture that we found that 
I, uh, Indian health service officials often lack a clear view of hospital performance and problems, that the culture did not encourage candid discussion amongst officials, particularly uh, in re regard to issues that affected the area offices and the hospitals themselves, that each office was operating independently without much exchange of information, and that sometimes they chose um, collegiality over frank discussion of problems. I, I think in the case of, of patient abuse, that's uh, sort of a different situation. In, in most cases in our report, we were talking about um, poor performance or lack of meeting proper quality standards. But in all, we found that the Indian Health Service organizational culture tended to avoid conflict and frank discussion of problems. We're speaking with Regional Inspector General Ruth Ann Dorrell of Health and Human Services. Are there modern models for hospital management, for quality dashboards that they could adopt or borrow? I mean, for example, does VA have something they could use or one of the big health care providers nationally? Yes, there, there's plenty of information available. And the Indian Health Service hospitals are by and large accredited by the Joint Commission and they go through the CMS certification process. The hospitals have um, taken advantage of all kinds of quality support mechanisms that are made available by the federal government, mostly at CMS. So there's plenty of information available. I think the problem in the case of the Indian Health Service hospitals was um, assigning those known tasks and making sure that they were clear about uh, which officials in the organization had responsibility for which pieces. For example, one of the new planning improvements that they made in 2018-19 is that they've developed an office of quality within the Indian Health Service headquarters in Rockville, Maryland. And this is something that most hospital networks have been doing in the last 10, 20 years, so that there's one point of entry for all information and performance data in regard to quality. So they're taking steps that have a firm foundation in quality leaders and organizations nationwide. And do you feel that they have the information technology expertise they need? Because some, often these types of systems do need that, that component also. Yes. We didn't study their IT system specifically, but we do know as part of the five-year strategic plan that will go through 2023 that IHS plans to make substantial improvements to its electronic health records and other IT systems. Sure. And one of the points right up front in the report is lack of confidence in IHS's ability to succeed. You say officials consistently express this deep commitment and passion for the mission, but they also express doubt in the agency's ability to make sustained improvements. That's a tough one, I think, too, to get at. Yes, this was interesting to us because it, it, it kind of dawned on us um, midway through as we were having a lot of conversations with IHS officials that they, to a person, um, we were very moved by their deep expression of commitment and passion for the beneficiaries and the mission. But, but then um, over time, we began to realize that they weren't talking about the Indian Health Service as an organization and their passion for the agency. They were talking about the people, uh, the tribes. And so there's a there's a difference there. And and so what we recommended to um, 
the Indian Health Service officials is that they, they figure out a way to leverage that deep commitment to foster greater confidence in the agency's efficacy, capacity to make sustained improvements, and believe in the infrastructure that they've put in place to be able to solve the longstanding problems that um, the hospitals have suffered. And so a lot of the staff at the ground level then is from the tribes themselves that are served by these particular hospitals? Yes. But in Washington, or Rockville, I guess, is officially where it's headquartered, it seems that's where the biggest change needs to occur. Yes, I think you could make an argument. It's it's the it's all levels, and the headquarters also has uh, a large number of um, tribal members. But um, we have you know three levels, multiple levels within all of those three. We have headquarters operations, we have the area offices, and then we have the facilities, hospitals, and other types of facilities um, themselves. And and we found not only a disconnect between the headquarters and the area offices, but also there was a lot of variety in the way that the area offices were managed, such that it made it difficult for the Indian Health Service to have national policies, national standards. And, you know, you can understand where there would be some variability because the areas differ so substantially. But to have too much, it, it meant that the headquarters in Rockville didn't know what was happening in the areas, and that the beneficiaries, the patients, the tribes were not receiving consistent quality care. Yeah, because ultimately an earache in Oklahoma is the same as an earache in California. It is. And, you know, certainly they have different problems. Um, An urban hospital in Phoenix is going to have a very different uh, situation than a rural hospital in South Dakota. And what's the reaction of management to this report? I mean, what has to happen next, do you think? Well, so um, we did not make formal recommendations for this report for a couple of reasons. Um, Agencies are required, as you know, to implement our recommendations, and we we track that implementation. And in this case, our our recommendations were so um, broad in scope that we preferred for them to consider these as they were implementing our more formal recommendations that we've made in other reports. For example, when you when you outline a strategy like ensure that leadership has a clear and comprehensive view of performance, that's not a recommendation that you would ever um, fully implement. That's an ongoing management strategy. So our, in answer to your question about the reaction of IHS officials, uh, it was very positive. We, we feel like uh, the Office of Inspector General has uh, spent so much time looking at Indian Health Service practices, both uh, the evaluation shop and the audit shop and in investigations. We've built relationships over time with those officials and I think a sense of trust. And so they accepted our uh, feedback and our findings uh, very well and plan to integrate them in their management strategy and as they flesh out their new strategic plan. Ruth Ann Dorrell is Regional Inspector General for Evaluations and Inspections at Health and Human Services. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you so much, Tom. We appreciate your interest in the work. We'll post this interview and a link to her report at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. (coughs) Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. 
Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. Ricola. It's in our nature.